Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we will be having an informal discussion on attire and lodge. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have our, our usual foursome of hosts, uh, myself, Matthew Apple, I'm a member of Mill Creek Lodge number 243 here in, in uh, Montlake Terrace, Washington. We have Jared Dunham, who's a member of Penticton 147, and very and worshipful brother Stephen Chung, who's a member of St. Charles, excuse me, Prince Charles, number 153, uh, both in the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon, and very worshipful brother David Colbeth from King Solomon 60, also here in Washington. So we uh, we sent a picture around to ourselves earlier of uh, just a picture of Steve standing next to a, another brother in, at a lodge meeting. Presumably, I guess after the meeting had broken up, it, it looked like, judging by the, the picture there. And uh, Steve is wearing shorts and I guess they're slides, right? They're not actually flip-flops. And the, the other brother is wearing the full suit and tie and, and the, whole, the whole nine yards. And uh, that sort of sparked a discussion uh, amongst us on attire and lodge. And here we go. Sorry, um, guys. I did, I did not do a good job at pulling a paper. I thought it was funny as hell, and we get at least one, two episodes out of dress code. Right. But well, I uh, got to ask, what is the backstory with that picture? <laughs> did you actually literally go to lodge in shorts and flip flops? Yeah. Why? I was told to, I was, I, it was, I was, so they recruited me. They, they hoodwinked me and dragged me there. No, uh, anyways, I was camping down at Gallagher Lake as usual. Chuck Guild comes over and finds me. You got to come to lodge on Wednesday. I said, dude, I'm camping. I, I haven't got the uh, clothes to wear. He says, all you need is a proper apron. And, and we have that. And I said, no. I, I, you, you need a suit and you know whatnot and he said no 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 we we've been through this before i said what do you mean and he says we've been through this before we're, we're we're a destination resort town down here right we get it all the time guys show up and and they didn't have any proper attire but they'd love to come to lodge so they searched the constitution and there's nothing in the constitution about dress code and except that proper you're properly dressed if you're wearing an apron now i said but hey <clears throat> the lodge officer's guide says we gotta wear a dark suit or a tuxedo he says ah key words are you a lodge officer in my lodge and i said no and he says aha i said no, no, it can't be. I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll check with your worshipful master. If your worshipful master says, yeah, that's the gig, then, and then, you know what, I'll go. Because I was there for those guys' uh, entered apprentice degree in both different lodges. And um, they were combining, or the, they were doing a courtesy for the other. So they were being done at the same time at Orion. And he says, they, you know, they'd be, you got to be there for that, right? So I said, okay, if he says I can, I'll go. 
So I checked with uh, Kevin Gunn and he said, oh yeah, we've been there. We've challenged it the whole nine yards. And, you know, you're properly dressed if you're wearing an apron. Now, Steve, we prefer you at least wore shorts underneath that. So then I went and found an apron, came back, and that's that was me in Lodge, man. But yeah, they they checked with uh, Grand Lodge. They've been there oh, yeah, There's before. nothing in the Constitution that says you have to nope. wear a suit. Yeah, no. no. So they said just... to be pro- properly dressed is an apron. Unless you're going to Grand Lodge, then it has... Yes. In in the Grand Lodge, in the, in the Constitution, it does state that for Grand Lodge, but it does mm-hmm. state it it does not dictate dress code for regular lodge. She was That's good what it's like when your podcast famous. People want you to go places. <laughs> right. Has, has that been your experience, Matt? Because it hasn't been mine. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, yeah. So I thought, you know what? Dress code. Yeah, because I remember going to district deputy's official visit in omac washington and the district deputy showed up in biker boots dirty jeans a white t-shirt and a hat and i was like this for real right like we all drove down here in texas for this right you know and everybody there was severely underdressed compared to us right we really felt out of place and it was for an official visit we thought oh my god like this is just blowing our mind so of course they invited us back down for a table lodge and of course they were in real casual clothes at that point but um yeah anyways i know in uh, florida when i visited several years ago their lodge attire was shorts and flip-flops i think they even i hate to say this i think they even conducted degrees like that wow yeah wow right and and so like i know that some people see it as as a sign of respect some see it as a as a just a common courtesy code thing that you just show up and i mean you were expected to be there in 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 a dark suit when you joined right so they expect it but um is it i mean like what about in your in you guys' district? Like, are you allowed to show up in whatever? So I got to ask the dumb question <laughs> at this point: Are we? Are we, is this the episode? Have we started? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I've always I've always held that I'd rather have you in lodge and poorly dressed than sitting at home. But I don't know. Flip flops <laughs> might be a little a step too far. I'd rather have you if you're going to dress like that. I'd rather have you sitting at home. That's disrespectful. Disrespectful. Okay. Disrespectful. To disrespectful. Disrespectful to the lodge. Disrespectful to Freemasonry. But, but when it but when it's lodge that insisted you show up, knowing that oh I don't know. I mean you, no no I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying that if you just show up like that, you went through the right you did it the right way. You made sure that the master was oh, okay with yeah. you doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I would I mean, I'd fathom still, showing up to lodge yeah. like that. Like I mean. I, I still I, I even, go to Vancouver with, and go. Yeah, yeah like, even if I'd gotten, even with Kevin's permission, I would never, I would never show up in anything less than a suit. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I don't, I can't even go to Peachlands when they do their casual night. 
And so yeah, do they do they, they do, do they do a casual night where you just wear you know uh, 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 um, cotton like a button down like a button up Pol- cotton shirt, shirt and slacks polo shirt no suit mm. coat that just feels totally un un pro- improper to me but that's just my well we went Our to and usually does the the June meeting before we go dark for the summer we usually have Hawaiian shirt night stuff like that mm. yeah well I would never be caught dead in a Hawaiian shirt anyway so. <laughs> So we went to Enderby Lodge uh, twice in the summer, and their dress code was business casual. Which is a suit coat, by the way. (laughs) Business casual? Business casual is a sport coat or a blazer. (laughs) Business formal is a full suit. Uh, You're funny. No, business casual. This is the Okanagan. That's shorts and a golf shirt. Oh, that's casual. (laughs) <laughs> that's actually i'm not even sure that's appropriate for the golf course no actually uh, it's probably it's probably is appropriate right. for most golf <clears throat> so anyways their notice said business casual um no shorts no flip-flops right so slacks and a collared shirt please right okay so we wore slacks and a collared shirt then of course one guy shows up there in a, a blazer and a shirt and tie and everything else saying no no this is business casual i said well i don't know they said business casual and then they give a description yeah if by giving by giving it by giving a description of what they consider business casual they're setting their business casual right and so he 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 actually refused to come back to the second one in the summer Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and that's totally his choice but i mean he couldn't stand watching everybody be there in golf shirts it was killing him uh, he was the only one there in a suit jacket. Well, I would argue <laughs> that a golf shirt isn't a collared shirt. Well, yeah, true. I mean, collared shirt, yeah, golf shirt. Now that's a polo shirt. That's yeah, not a yeah, collar. Okay, all right, yeah, collared but shirt. We digress. Yeah, okay, cool. It was actually the first time I was master. I went and visited another lodge in, in our district then, and it was uh, it was the official visit of the district deputy, which is why I went. And so I showed up in my, you know, jacket and tie and care if i wore a suit or just jacket and slacks but either way and the uh district deputy was there and he was in his grand lodge team uniform thing and uh and i showed up and they threatened to scissor my tie off because apparently no one's allowed to wear ties in their lodge so i turned around and i look at the deputy and he's got his he's like yanking this tie off so he doesn't <laughs> okay <laughs> well i guess tradition is tradition right our loggers degree is like that have you been to the loggers degree matt I've not. They they have loggers degree. The only one that wear a tie is the grandmaster when he's being initiated as the new logger, the new I don't even know what the term is, the logger workman guy. And they actually have an axe and they pull the they pull the tie over a stump and they hit it with an axe. They chop it off with an axe. And and I would agree there's all kinds of different my my idea is the same as Matt's. If you're coming from work or coming from I would rather have him in biker biker boots and a in a dirty pants coming from work. Now, the next time I would hope that he would prepare for that. Mm. But if that's, you know, if he, if he wants to participate. Well, why the next time? Why can't he prepare this time? He, you know, right? Maybe. Maybe. But, I, again, I would rather have him there, I think, to participate in conversation and things like that. Now, if it's a degree, I would say, no, don't come like that to a degree. But no. a, a stated meeting night. No, I kind of went with, okay, 
as a regular member in that district, I, I, I would never normally even think of it. But as a traveler, being caught in a place and wanting to go to lodge and um, whatnot, if it's acceptable to that lodge, okay, that's kind of how I kind of went with it in my mind that that's okay because you're traveling and they're insisting you come to lodge. Okay, right? But in my regular practice of going to lodge on a normal basis, would never show up that way. Couldn't couldn't even fathom showing up even just with a shirt and tie right <clears throat> we've had guys show up at our lodge with just a shirt and tie um one time it was they were coming from work they didn't have a jacket blah 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 okay uh the worst master let it be um but he did he said this one time right you know so you know the guy was put on notice that you know don't try to remember next time you know so um but i think is traveling yeah that that's okay that can be a time when it can be an exception but now knowing that there's no written rule to it <laughs> kind of hard to enforce no jared would just say no he can't come in the oh, i would um yeah i don't know i mean yeah, I don't. I have no. I'm not. I'm not. I am not taking the bait tonight. Would Would you? Would you? How would you handle that? Would you exclude him? Would you take him to the side and say, "Sorry, can't come in"? Is it? How would you handle that? So the guy shows up at your door, and um, you know, not not a polo shirt. Let's say maybe it's actually a shirt like yours. It's a button. That's a button down. I would say a, a button up shirt, oh, yeah. shirt. Anything. Any. Would, so someone shows. Someone were to show up and lodge less than a suit. There's nothing you can do technically. So you would you would just let him be there and I have to. Yeah. I can't. I cannot exclude him for as long as he's wearing an apron. I cannot exclude him under our rule set. And so does that change your idea that so that's it's yeah, yeah. we might have to do an intro for this matt <laughs> so does that mean that if he comes again like that then does that mean you're not going to come because he's there there the lodge is allowing could could it get to that extreme well, if i'm or, the one if i'm the one that gets to choose whether he goes or not i'm mastered i'm always there but like if uh let's just say that if I were just regular, like if, if I, as a regular attendee of my lodge and someone comes from another lodge dressed like that on a regular, I would most definitely let my opinion be known. Take him, take him aside, whisper in his ear, or would it be more? Yeah, I might take him aside and whisper in his ear. Depends on how many times he's done it. Yeah. Or is it more of a general, some one of you guys said like an announcement from the East that says, Hey brother, and just a reminder, our dress code is X. But once again, that's the master's job, not like yeah there's yeah. there's and and as we've pointed out he can sort of say that but if you really want to push it you can't stop one someone from going to lodge as long as they're dressed and wearing an apron because there is no dress code in the constitution or do the regulations do you have an exclusory clause in your constitution for attendance of lodge an exclusory cause can you, can you clause? exclude can you exclude exclude 
This is not apple juice. What he's saying is, can, can, we, can, can, you can stop. <laughs> can you? Any three brothers can go to the master and say, "I don't want this visitor in my lodge." In our constitution, we can. Okay, explain. now there is a brother. If a brother goes to the master and says, "I will not sit in lodge with this guy," then the visitor is not allowed to sit in lodge. Yes. So, but I mean that Just you've got to be because I've I've had to deal with that. And because that was like my first meeting as master, I had a brother come up to me and say, I will not sit and lodge with him. Really? Yep. And I had to oh. go to that brother. I had to go to that brother and say to him, I'm sorry, you cannot sit in lodge with us. Oh, that and it was a guy that tough. was a regular, it was a regular visitor to our lodge. And it, it broke my heart to have to tell him he couldn't come to lodge. That had to be tough. Oh, yeah. And then the guy that said he wouldn't sit in lodge with him would, didn't come <clears> back to the, after that. Is that in your constitution or is that just a? Mm, I'm trying to remember if it's const if it's in the constitution or it, not. It, it is. Is it? Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to double check, but I know I've read yeah. it. It's in it's in one of the publications. Right. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. I actually read that part uh, this yeah. last year when I was helping that other worshipful master with his issue. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that there is that there is that in the lodge that if a brother comes up to you. And comes up to the master and says, I will not sit in lodge with this visitor. Like, not another brother, but a visitor. If it's another brother, you got to <clears throat> do the whole mediation. Oh, come on, don't be a dick. What's your problem? Type thing. But if, it, if it's a visitor and you've got a, a, a member of your lodge that says they will not sit in lodge with them, then as master, it is your duty to go up to the visitor and say, I'm sorry, I cannot let you sit in lodge. Yep. And so it, it literally, it broke my heart. I, 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 it was the hardest thing I ever, and it was, as I said, it was like my first meeting as master. Yeah. I had to do that. And the worst part is, is the brother who complained never came back anyway. Yeah. And the brother never came, never came to another meeting either. And I got, and I got chewed out by the district deputy for doing it. Right. But you didn't have a choice anyway. I didn't have a choice. I, I, no. I, I, I said to him, yeah. I don't have a choice. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, it's not even like it was a choice of the worstful master to have. It is no. in our constitution, yeah. right? It so. was. It, my hands were tied. <clears throat> That's pretty but, shitty. That's yeah. sorry so, to hear that. Bro. So, do all of your lodges have? So is that, is that a jurisdictional wide thing? Yeah, that's that's in our provincial. That's in our Grand Lodge constitution and regulations. I, I, I'm sorry. I meant is is the idea of dress code? You said no. it's in. Is it for officers? So so how if it's not officially in your dress code that you should be as a in a dark suit? Has it just been a tradition that's been propagated across all of your lodges and that's just the way everybody feels? Or is it like, well, this lodge kind of dresses down a little bit. They're okay with suits, but this lodge, they wear tuxes every time. Everybody. Yeah. So, well, I trying to think, cause like I, I have read so many, cause we've got, you've got your, the Grand Lodge constitution regulations. Then each lodge has their bylaws, which are enforceable. And some, some lodges have in their bylaws that the officers wear tuxes. I'm trying to remember if our lodge actually has that or not, or if it was Headley's. Like, so like, this is the, without, on the spot right now, I can't tell you exactly. I'd have to do some research, but I know I have read that. I think there are some lodges that put it in their bylaws that there's a dress code. So, yeah. and, but for the most part, I think it's been a tradition thing is that you go to lodge, you wear a suit. Yeah. In our, in our district, that's the tradition. Yeah. Yes. I think Matt, I think the only place that we have it is in the lodge officer's handbook. It recommends a dark suit, but there's nothing in the code that I think I can't think of anything in the code about that. Not that I can recall. And I've certainly seen, I've certainly seen people violate any possible dress code that, that would have been in there. 
<laughs> I know when I was master you know, the I mean, first time, I and sent out. I want to. I want Edith is pretty strong, but a message to everybody say this is what I would prefer. A strongly yeah. worded suggestion. <clears throat> And, and it was simple, yeah. right? I, I don't expect a guy to go out and buy a five hundred dollar, thousand dollar tuxedo with a black suit, black top, black jacket, and black pants. It doesn't even have to be a suit; it could be separates, right? <laughs> I, I yeah. went to the, I'll, I'll bare my soul here on the on the global <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I went to the thrift store <clears throat> and got some black pants. So I had a black double-breasted suit, and I wore a bow tie and white gloves, and everybody thought it was a tuxedo. And then when I got some money and made, I decided I was going to stay with this thing. I went and bought one of those pair of some tux pants, so I had that little fancy stripe down the side. And then when I became master, I brought a I bought a tux jacket, so then I had a full tuxedo. And then my last tuxedo I bought was off the rack, literally at the thrift store for twenty five dollars, twenty dollars, and it was it fit. I had to get it adjusted a little bit, but it's actually still just sitting in a bag. I haven't even got it out to wear yet so i'm very frugal with my purchases because but now i wear them every month i mean people say oh tuxedo tuxedo that's no i, I wear it all the time i wear it to three four well, five times a month well yeah i mean like if this is you think if, if you think as as master of the lodge you have like in our as many lodges in your district that's roughly how many meetings you have a month you know spread out over 10 months a tuxedo is actually a good investment you know, and you know, you know, you're getting to be master at some point. So you could squirrel a little money aside, everyone, you know, mm -hmm. like that's always been the thing I've said to people is that, well, I don't have a suit. Well, then don't worry about it now because you're not an officer. We're not expecting it. You know, just get, but you know, if you want to go through the chairs, eventually you will be expected to dress properly. Start saving now. Yeah. No, I used to be the guy that sent out the messages. Hey. Black and Lee's having their used tux sale on now. And, you know, because they would sell off their used tuxedos for 250 bucks. And they would, they'd fit you, they'd adjust it, they'd do the whole nine yards, right? That was including your, your jacket, your pants, and your shirt. Uh, and uh, you could get the leather patent shoes for 20 bucks, right? Um, and, and, they, and a tie if you needed it, right? But, <clears throat> not a bad deal for 250 bucks but now they closed black and lee in the okanagan here so if we want that deal we got to go down to vancouver and uh, go to the seymour location because that's the only place you can walk in and do that now right but uh but again with a black with a nice black suit and a bow tie mm -hmm. who's gonna say that's not well, tuxedo? it's close enough yeah well see how I, I gained all I that covid weight back I had to buy a bloody suit to go to lodge, right? And I, you know, the black and lean wasn't open, so I couldn't get a tuxedo. So I did go and get a black suit from Tip Top, uh, three hundred change, right? By time taxes and everything else, right? So they they've come down. They're, they're a little more reasonable in the suit uh, market now, but you know. And I just wear a regular white collared shirt. I don't wear the fancy. Oh no! Fluted, fluted. Oh, well, technically you shouldn't. You, you technically shouldn't wear a frilled shirt like the frilled shirt with a black suit. It's you know right, meh. right. Oh, with a black suit? No, you're supposed to wear it with a tux. Well, uh, again, it's I, one of the I, options. I don't. I, I personally don't like them. I prefer. Yeah, I, the, I prefer the. I I prefer actually. Um, my ideal is a uh, is a, is a nice crisp white shirt, but that has the uh, 
placard placket over top of the button so that you don't see the buttons either. Mm, I like those. Yep. Yeah. But my favorite's my black shirt and my black jacket and my black pants. Oh God, I hate the black on black on black. Johnny Cash. I mean, you should have seen that Come one on. coming. <laughs> that monochromatic look. And then uh, you throw a red you throw a red tie on it and you look like a gangster. What is, what is this? Matt, do you know what esoterics is? Is it black on black with a white tie? Is that how it no, is? No, I think they do black. I think they do black on black and black. With a black tie? I think, I think so. I, I know Crucible, which was the York Wright version, I think they did black on black with a white tie. Some, it was just a little bit different, just to be different. But it was, so maybe Esoterica must do black all the way around. I don't remember now. Yeah, I've got the I'm black pretty sure they're, all, they're black all the way around, yeah. I've got the, the short one that's uh, just a V. Uh, and then I've got the bow tie black one as well. Uh, so yeah, I've got the whole, I've got the whole Johnny Cash covered, you know, the, you know look i've even got a black hat if i was allowed to wear it in the lodge i have to wait until i master again but you know and then it's got to be the top hat so it still ain't gonna be my black cowboy hat Wait, we're gonna are we going down there now with a top hat with anything less than tails oh my god (laughs) well you know i mean our lodge tradition worshipful master wears the top hat right tradition doesn't necessarily shouldn't trump good taste (laughs) well you, you know you buy a nice hat it looks good. I look Hornberg. great with it on. Hornberg. You should be wearing a Hornberg. What's a Hornberg? Hornberg. Hornberg is like is like is similar to a fedora, only the edge is, the edge of the brim is rounded, is turned up a little bit. Oh. Oh. Hornberg. Uh, yeah, let's see if somebody yeah. pulled a picture of that. Hornberg. I've been trying to find. Oh, I see. Okay. I've been trying to find a collapsible top hat and it's the darndest thing trying to find one that fits and it's still in good condition. And I can't find one to be made anywhere. I don't even know where to start to be trying to find one to be made. So I'm looking on eBay trying to find hats and I've, this is the second oh. one. Got, and it's, it's, it just fits barely, but it really should need, it needs to be about a half inch bigger. Yeah. Well, my buddy, noggin. my, my buddy on the coast, he's uh, got one of those and, he wore it for his uh, yeah. uh, year because they go top hats in there. There Watch. you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I like it. That would look good on me. Very good. Well, Matt, you want to want to call us out and do an intro, and we've got a show on this one. <laughs> it, uh... So does anybody have anything else to add on our uh, <laughs> our analysis of Steve's picture? No, um, so we've, I guess I, I will draw back the curtain a bit here and say that we weren't planning on doing an episode about, about attire and lodge, but it worked out that way. So uh, on behalf of Steve and Jared and David and myself, thank you all for listening. And I look forward to us talking to you again next time on the Working Tools Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.